This is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. God's word for our consideration this Mother's Day is the gospel that we heard a few minutes ago. St. John records it in chapter 15. He says, This is my command. Love each other. This is the word of our Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, our loving Savior, dear friends. Gravity can be your best friend or your worst enemy. We're probably not all that crazy about gravity when you look in the mirror and you see those bags under your eyes or when you stumble up a flight of steps and fall and twist an ankle or bruise a knee. On the other hand, though, if it weren't for gravity, the earth would have no atmosphere. We'd have no air to breathe. Our planet would fall out of orbit around the sun. There could be literally no life on this planet as we know it without gravity. There's something about gravity, though, that, 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 that always gets me, and that's this. You can't do anything about it. Even if you want to, if you want to defy the laws of gravity, you can try, try all you want, but it's not going to work. You toss a ball in the air, it's going to fall down. It's just the way it is. Some people seem to think that love is kind of like gravity. It's something that we have little, if any, control over. It just kind of happens. We hear it all the time, don't we? People speak of falling in love as if love was an accident like the laws of gravity taking over. Thank God he doesn't look at love that way. Our God does not look at love as, as a mere emotion that just kind of came over him, as if one day God woke up and said, and just fell head over heels in love with the human race. Didn't work that way. That's not God's kind of love. God's love in Christ our Savior is a love that is dependent not on outside forces, but on his will. It is a willful love. It is a purposeful love. It is, above all, a sacrificial love. And it is the love that he calls on us to have for each other. This morning, we're going to wrap up this uh, series of sermons that we've been look, doing all Easter season long in which we've been considering how we testify to the truth, the truth of our risen Savior. This morning, let's consider how we testify to the truth by loving. By loving the way Jesus loves. Why do mothers love their children? It's a dumb question, isn't it? Mothers love their children because, well, they're their children and they are their children's mother. It only makes sense. They gave birth, they gave life to their children, or in some cases they adopted them and made them their own, but they belong to them, they're part of them. Of course they love their children. But how about this one? 
why does God love us? In our gospel this morning, Jesus says very clearly that he does. He says, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. In fact, he goes out and says, I call you my friends. Let me ask you, what makes somebody your friend? Think of somebody that you would consider a friend. Why are you friends with that person? In most cases, we are friends because we share a common interest. You like to hike or play golf or do craft projects? Chances are you have friends who like to hike or play golf or do craft projects. We become friends with people also because we are around them. Somebody that we go to church with or somebody that we work with or somebody in our neighborhood. But I think above all else, we are friends with people who are friends with us. We're friendly to people who are friendly back. People who have earned our friendship by their acts of love and kindness toward us. That's a friendship. But that's not why Jesus calls us friends. He doesn't have any common interests with us. He's God. And it isn't as if we earned his love and his friendship. That's not the case at all. St. Paul says the sinful mind is hostile to God. That's the way we came into this world. Not God's friends, certainly not his children. Literally, his enemies. No, it wasn't our actions that made us his friends. It was his actions that made us his friends. Jesus says in our gospel this morning that greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. But don't misunderstand him. He isn't saying, I lay down my life for you because you're my friends. Just the opposite. He laid down his life to make us his friends. St. Paul also writes, very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, although for a good man, somebody might possibly dare to die, but this is how God showed his love for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ didn't fall head over heels in love with us. His love for us is not an accident. His love for us is his will. His love for us is his sacrifice for us. That ought to do two things. Knowing that that's the kind of love that our Savior has for us, it ought to do two things. Number one, it ought to cause us every single day to fall on our knees and give him thanks for that kind of love. We are completely unworthy of it and we would be completely lost eternally without it. But the second thing that Christ's love for us should do for us is to give us complete confidence. Confidence in his love. Confidence in our salvation. You know, the way a lot of people look at love is, is simply a, an emotional response, an emotion. The problem with emotions, though, is they have this, this, this pesky habit of changing, don't they? 
Emotions can be kind of like a roller coaster. Sometimes they're up here and sometimes they're down there. And if that's the kind of love that we're depending on, you don't have a whole lot to depend on because that kind of love is not sustainable. It doesn't last, or at least it's not at the same level. But that's not our Savior's love for us. The writer to the Hebrew says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. And that means his love is the same yesterday and today and forever. Jesus, your Savior, loves you today just as much as he loved you that day nearly 2,000 years ago when he allowed soldiers to drive nails into his hands and his feet and sacrifice himself for you. That love doesn't change. It'll be there tomorrow as well and through all eternity. You can count on Jesus' kind of love because it's not a gravity kind of love. It is his will. It is as powerful as he is. It is as unchanging and as eternal as he is. But Jesus doesn't just make us objects of his love. He now calls on us to have that same kind of love for each other. You know, we've been looking at this, this overall theme in our Easter season sermons of testifying to the truth. And here's what Jesus tells us today on this Mother's Day. Testify to the truth of his resurrection, of our salvation, by loving each other with the same kind of love that he has for us. Doing so testifies to the truth, but it is also obedience to our Lord. Jesus says in, in our gospel this morning, you are my friends if you obey me. Let's make sure we don't misunderstand that though. Jesus is not saying you will become my friends if you obey me. He says, you are my friends if you obey me. It's not our obedience that causes him to make us his friends. Just the opposite. We obey because he made us his friends. It's saying, you are my friends if you obey me is kind of like saying, the sidewalk is wet if it is raining. A wet sidewalk does not cause the rain to come down. The rain comes down and makes the sidewalk wet. Our obedience to our Lord does not make us his friends. It does not cause him to love us. Rather, it is what happens when we know we're his friends. It's what his love produces in us. It's not what causes his love for us. We obey because he loves us. We obey him because he calls us his friends. Now, God calls on us to do a lot of things. There are a lot of commandments. But in this section of God's word in John chapter 15, Jesus focuses on, on just this one command, to love each other. Specifically, he says, love one another as I have loved you. And before we, we look a little bit closer at what that really means, what, what kind of love and what's that going to look like, let's just be honest and confess to each other and confess to God. We can't do it. I think a mother's love comes the closest 
to our Savior's love for us because a mother's love is unconditional, but it still cannot be as great as the love of our Savior. No love is. But don't let that stop you from trying. Yes, we will fail. We will fall short. We cannot possibly love as perfectly as our Savior because we are not perfect. But this we know. When we fail and fail, we do. He forgives us because He sacrificed Himself. He laid down His life to take away our sins. And that now leads us to want to love each other as He loves us. So how does that look? Well, I think starting out with the people who are closest to us, the people who, whom we love and love us back. How about between a husband and a wife? A husband and a wife who love each other the way Christ loves us as his bride is a husband and a wife who love each other not just because they feel like it, not merely a, a romantic kind of love that they fell into because that kind of love you can also fall out of but rather a husband and a wife who love each other as Christ loves us is a husband and a wife who will love each other because that's their will. Because they want to. Because they sacrifice willingly for each other. It also shapes the way parents and children love each other. And yes, mothers love their children unconditionally, but let's be honest, it's a lot easier, at least speaking as a father, to love a child who's being loving back to you. It's sometimes a little bit challenging, isn't it, when children aren't so loving and obedient. Nevertheless, parents who love their children as Christ loves us will love them and forgive them even when they're not being all that lovable. And children will love their parents even when they think that they're being maybe a little bit overly harsh and unreasonable. Friends will love each other even when they disappoint them and they will forgive them. But remember, Christ's love isn't just for those who love him back. Jesus died for all. He died for those who crucified him. He died for those who defy him and reject him in unbelief. And his love goes out to them even though they spurn that love. And now he calls on us to have that same kind of love. Love for even those who don't love us back. Love for those who we disagree with. Love for those who do not share our faith or our values. Now that love that Christ calls on us to have for each other doesn't mean that we will compromise our faith and our values. Not at all. It doesn't mean that we should accept sinful behavior or allow people to abuse. Not at all. But it means this. We forgive as Christ forgives us. It means we will reach out with Christ's forgiving love even to those who are not loving back to us. You can't change gravity. <laughs> That's just a fact. You fall, you trip, gravity takes over. But here's another fact. God's love also will not change. It is the same yesterday and today and forever. 
It doesn't depend on how he feels. It doesn't depend on a fickle emotion. That will never change. Thank God. Amen. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.